We're off. I swear, if you lose this recording and I tell you my life story twice. You'd be pissed off? No. It'll just be worse the second time. Yeah. We don't have a backup recording going, but I'm going to be... Who needs a backup? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. I typically don't do backup recordings. Have you had a mishap? One time. With who? Well, <laughs> my friend Joey, like... I had him on maybe like six months ago mm-hmm. or something. And he, like, we talked for like a good 40 minutes about television, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, we talked about Better Call Saul for like a long time. We talked about Breaking Bad, just like everything. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a break. Good job. You can stop your recording. Uh, I'll come back, like, get a drink. And uh, he's like, oh, shit, I, I didn't record anything. <laughs> And, like, totally, like, how he said it, it was, like, like how you make the snide joke. Like, oh, shit, I didn't record anything. And I'm, like, huh, funny. But he's, like, nah, dude, I'm serious. I didn't record anything. <laughs> so uh, it happened one time. And then we just, like, just, like, rehashed it, the conversation. Well, it sounds like it would be a lesser version of the Ferran television conversation. Yes. Did you listen to that? The Ferran one? Yeah. Yeah. It was a good one. I didn't know Fran likes TV that much. He does. Yeah. Fran's Fran's a big TV guy. Fran, are you listening to me right now? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I so this is this is kind of funny. So before I so I had Carson on mm-hmm. like a few weeks ago. Um and he like it was a great conversation. He like hit me up maybe like a few episodes into like me doing it and he was like this is great like i can tell how much like your speaking's improving like awesome good for you and i'm like took a note of that i'm like definitely want to have him on eventually um and we had a little conversation before um just like he some people are more comfortable sharing personal things some people aren't and he was just like yeah so like some stuff I don't want to talk about. If something comes up, like you can edit it out or whatever. And then he's like, Carson really did not want to talk about his time in the mob. <laughs> yeah, he was. Well, uh, which is understandable because like they'll come after you. And Carson, we're gonna keep that under wraps. Don't worry. I was gonna say the yakuza for a second, <laughs> but that's, that's Japan. That's, that's Japan. <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on. But you, I didn't say it. I said I was. You gonna, said it though. I said I was you said it. Say All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all anyway. right. Um, and then Carson kind of gave me an example before of like something that like he wouldn't say, and he's like, "I totally wouldn't have said the stuff about Zach's class that you did," because uh, me and me and Ferran talked about it, and we were like, "We there was this guy Oscar mm-hmm. <laughs> that like was in our class, and we were just fawning over Zach's the whole year, and like we like threw this guy Oscar was like." like going overseas back home to Nepal and we like threw him a going away party, but it was totally just like, so Zach's would like us. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Carson was just like, yeah, like I wouldn't have said that. And I'm like, it had me thinking, I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't really care. It's okay. <laughs> I hope she listens. She doesn't. It's okay. No. It's okay that she doesn't. It's a lot of time. A podcast yeah. is a lot of time to listen yeah. to. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think if she listened to the Fran episode, I would have felt a little strange. You would have probably. felt icky. I think I did like say 
she was my first love on that episode. That's natural. Yeah. If you're like a 23-year-old teacher, 25-year-old teacher <laughs> yeah. who's like attractive, uh-huh. you got to know that like teenage boys are going to like yeah. have a crush on you. Yeah. Or teenage girls are going to have a crush on the history teacher. Right. It's how it goes. It's part of the it's game. It's how it goes. Lee's talked about that. Yeah. She's had like some moments. It was like like one time she like took off like a sweater to not. I mean, she was wearing like a shirt underneath, but like uh and like she saw some like kids' eyes go like <laughs> anyway um welcome back to innocence lost uh finally have nick stallon on finally welcome i mean i'm kind of on all the time with the garden yes just yes. in a more peripheral secondary yes. class yeah the the backup show the backup show <laughs> that like but i feel more pressure now yeah. i feel like this is the one this is the main stage yeah and this is your yeah this is your episode who knows? I will note that it's been a while to get to me. It has. You went through a <laughs> random a random author who paid you a hundred bucks, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. An unreleased episode, but Oh, unreleased? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. We can cut that out. <laughs> but we made it to you. We're saving the best for last. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, Marco made a comment. Because I had him on very late too. Mm-hmm. And he made a comment in the episode that was like I'm better late than never, huh? What was his comment? It was, so, did I forget he, exactly. Was, he was said his, it in the episode. Was his though. comment? Yeah, like, uh, like, like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, you know, like. I just feel like, like, it's pretty late to like have me on. Like, don't you think? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm very conscious now because Marco pointed that out in his episode. Yeah, and I really don't want to say ums and likes. Yeah, I feel like if you count prior to my Marco bit, I probably have a good amount though yeah probably are you gonna think about it now sure all right for like five minutes and then it'll go out of my head let's try and go as long as we can you say um a lot yeah let's try and go as long as we can without saying um or like starting now see that was a good sentence you have said because i feel like you could have gone (laughs) i did just say um or i did just say like i did just say like but it was i feel like which so is a little a, different. And that, yeah, that's like a... That's, see, that, <laughs> that one, that one was not different. That was the prime example of a... You were using a phrase. I was using a phrase. Yeah. Granted, a weak phrase. A weak I phrase. I probably shouldn't be using it, but... Right. All right, this is stupid. Yeah. We're going pretty strong now, I would say. I haven't used the word. You just like did. Yeah, but uh, since that one, I haven't. Oh, sorry. You're 30, 30 words in. <laughs> Yeah. 30 day 30 words without using like inappropriately yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna keep thinking about it but anyway uh how does it feel to be on it feels good it feels uh i i feel a lot of pressure being mm-hmm. here uh why is that i don't know feels uh when you're when you're on innocence lost and you listen to all the other episodes and you've you hear these very intense stories some of them aren't that intense but some of them are are very like memories of childhood uh influential moments in friendships and it feels very high stakes to tell your own story and then i think about my own past and i feel like there's like i feel that i don't have the strongest memory of my childhood mm. um i think that's something i'm a little self-conscious about my own gotcha. memory yeah me too I, I think that there's a certain 
aspect of my life that was growing up very uh very sheltered but in not a bad way like i I lived in st charles illinois it was it was a very great existence to be a kid but at the same time nothing i i don't have milestones to track my life besides like school years or i don't know i don't have specific traumas i don't have specific life events to anchor memories to and i think that that leads to a very uh ambiguous idea of your childhood where you think of small little details and you think about like i i have this one memory of my childhood of like playing in the forest it's not a forest it's like 15 trees between the field at potawatomi park the parking lot field and the zimmer's old house there's like a row of trees there and I had this Swiss army knife and I would like slice down little uh little branches off the trees to try and like make a fort that's really the the memory that I think about that's core childhood that I like don't have any I don't really have many memories like that but that one is so specific and I think that uh coming on here I'm trying to think of more and it's a little stressful well I feel like naturally in conversation We'll we'll get to some things. All right, that's good. And, it's good that I have someone to dig them up. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I know a lot of things about you um, that I can dig up as well. Uh, things that you may have forgotten about yourself. I and I feel like not. vice versa to me, maybe. We'll see. Um, but um, but yeah, I feel like in general, similar to... Uh, we, we were kind of talking... We tried to put an embargo on our conversation before we hopped on. Because I feel like we were we were wasting a lot of good content. Um, well, I feel like this is important context for some people. Like we live together. Yes, we live together, um, and we have lived together for the past year and change. Year and change. Yes, and what I was just saying um, a little while ago was kind of with this show. Um, I feel like if you listen to the the Michael Rogman episode, like mm-hmm. the first episode I put out. That's the first episode. Uh, Liam, actually. Rog Ra- was the first episode I recorded, but Liam was the first one I put His out. is really good. Yeah. So I remember, where I, wa- I remember what I was doing when I listened to that episode. Mm. I was going to COVID test for a show, nice. and I was walking past some, like, canal, and I was listening to Rog's. Yeah. And it was very... That was a very good episode. Yeah. Rog, Rog's great, and I feel like we talk every once in a while, and he always... He, every time... So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out, Rog. You got you to get, get the gear. Every, like we talk every like once in a while and he's like yeah i'm like i'm thinking about just buying this podcasting gear tonight uh, do it right now you're listening right now hop off fill an amazon cart get that gear hey michael rogman listen to me right now baby i want to hear your sultry voice in my ear as i ride, ride the subway i want to hear your voice in my ear before i go to sleep i want to hear your insights on the world and i can't do that if you don't buy that podcasting equipment just do it and i'm only saying this because of like you just said of everyone i feel like i've had on rog i feel like has the most potential to be just like a great podcast host i agree like i don't i when i was in college i wasn't on much and that's just kind of how i started and the only reason i'm on this thing is because it's just like i didn't really have anyone to be a host um and like, yeah, I don't really, I don't know. I feel like I've gotten better at it, but, um, 
yeah, my ideal world would be producing a podcast with Michael Rogman. He, he's a good host. You know, it's a bit of a slight to Paris and I, your your co-host oh, yeah. on different shows. But <laughs> hey, that's okay. That's okay. I agree. Michael Rogman would be a great podcast. Yeah, host. yeah. But I was bringing that one up because I remember spending, yeah, not like a ridiculous amount of time, but a good hour maybe jotting things down memories I had of him questions I wanted to ask him kind of like a whole little like arc of how I wanted the episode to go basically Mm -hmm. um and ever since that I feel like it's been like a steady kind of decline as far as how much like I've prepared for shows and I feel like that's in part because I'm getting more natural at it. I'm getting better at it. I just like know what I want to bring up. I know like when I want to bring it, bringing it up. Um, and also a little bit more of just like, all right, I've done this for a while now. Um, this was a great quarantine show. I feel like I've been saying that in the last couple episodes, like really served its purpose for the quarantine when we were on zoom and I really just wanted to catch up with my friends. Um, but yeah, at this point, quarantine's over. Um, I've gone through every one in my life that, like, I... It's going to be really awkward for whoever you forget. I know. I know. I've thought about that, too. Like, yeah. I don't know. I've gone through everyone in my life that I just, like, think about. It's just... I'm in touch with, for one. Like, everyone I've had on... I am talking to at least once a month, I would say. Some sort of text message, some sort of phone call. Um, and everyone I've had on, I have, I've had strong experiences with and, like, strong bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've gone through them all. So at this point, I'm just... I'm just going to throw you a bone here. You've gone through all the ones you can think of. Yeah, all the ones I can think That's of. That's in case you forgot someone. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's, at this point, 26 episodes, I That's think. crazy. Yeah. I didn't know it was that many. It's been on... Uh, Two it's, years? Mm, a year. A year? Yeah. So pretty consistently every other week. Yeah. it's it, It's been out every other week, except for two weeks ago, when, I don't know. I just didn't feel like it. I was gonna, I didn't like line up a guest and I was gonna like go on by myself and talk. And I'm like, I'm, you not, don't gonna, do I'm not gonna up. do that. <laughs> I'm not Bill Burr. Um, have you ever listened to Bill Burr's podcast? I've listened to like clips. He just talks for two hours, like every day. <laughs> yeah, but you're not from it. Boston. And I'm not, I, yeah, I'm not Bill Burr, but, um, but yeah. And here we are with you, the last guest. Oh my god! Uh huh. Is pressure a little higher now? Oh, it's it's. It was already high. I'm
So where are we? Set the scene. We are in Brooklyn, New York, uh, in Bushwick. We have we're we're on like third floor of a three-story walk-up. Yeah, our apartment's the third floor, and the mine's my room. We're in my room, right? Um, which is the fourth. Like it's like a walk up to my room. Yeah, it's like a little, yeah, little, little attic, attic. Si- situation. Yeah, and we got a little. We got a little view of the skyline in the background. The sun just set. Yes, probably like ten minutes ago. Fitting, right? Very fitting. Um, we just ate a lot of food. I like made. Probably, like, my most, like, comforting meal. I'd say, like, my most comforting meal and the meal that brings me back to childhood the most. It's a very blonde meal. Yeah. It's mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. Ideally, it'd be steak, but we had chicken because I was tiny pinching a little bit. Um, and, and some sort of canned vegetable. We had green beans. Yeah. And it was very good. I'm happy to be full um and yeah so we just ate that watched some basketball um with our boy Yudesh. another early episode he was like episode three or four mm-hmm. um and yeah and now we're here it's like seven o'clock eight o'clock it's eight eight fifteen eight fifteen um sunday april 17th april 17th 2022 that's a good scene set. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. What's up, dude? With me? Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I have work in the morning. Uh, I'll be there at 730, uh, which is not terrible. Uh, I have two days left on Manifest. I worked on the season four of Manifest this year. Um, and I am done with it after two days. Um I'm not coming back for the second half of the season. Um, there was going to be a break, and then they'll join. But I'm hopping on to the good fight uh, on Paramount Plus, uh, <laughs> which is I don't know. I haven't seen the show very much, but I was the good fight was like the first show that I really additionaled on that I that I was a PA on starting out. So it's good to come back now that I sort of know more what I'm doing, and I'm doing a little bit more for them. So. Sorry, I was pausing for the yeah. radio. Um, so, yeah, I'm at a transition point in terms of career stuff. Not a significant transition, but a transition indeed. Project to project. Yeah. Um, I am waiting on my laundry to be dry. Mm-hmm. I am probably going to call my mom, my dad, my grandma after recording this. Actually, I already talked to my mom. Um, because it's Easter Sunday. It is easy. Well, also, uh, sure, he has risen. Yeah. Uh, praise be. But more so, just to call them. Um, yeah. Nice. Um, cool. Are you excited for um, the good fight in general? I am. I I'm getting to do like there's like so for the past year and change, I've been a production assistant in tv and film but mostly tv in new york there's a lot of tv it's mostly tv production in new york um but it's a similar system uh and so um i've been a production assistant for the past like year and two months month or so 
Um, and how it works is uh, there's additional PAs, which are if you ever look at a, a, a scene in New York and there's a street and it's empty, it's because there's an additional PA on the corner telling people, excuse me, sir, uh, do you mind just waiting one minute? We're, we just, we're filming a TV show here. Uh, if you could just wait one minute for me. That's my pitch. Um, and then they're like, I got to get to work. We don't fucking care. And so on and so forth. Um, so that's what an additional PA does in a nutshell, uh, among other things. And then there's staff PAs who uh, work with getting the actors ready, getting the background ready, um, getting uh, people, their walkie-talkies, getting uh, everything in the morning ready, like a key PA. And then there's a paperwork PA who keeps track of everything that happened that day, uh, notes it down, keeps track of who's going to work the next day, notes that down for the ADs. And I'm going to be the paperwork PA on uh, The Good Fight. Um, I was a background PA on Manifest. Um, background PA is fun. I think it's the most exciting of them um, because you get to work with crazy people all the time and old people all the time. I know a bunch of, like, really old, crazy people. I love this old Polish woman named Elena. She's, like, she doesn't speak any English, but I fucking love her. She's so cute. She's, like, four feet tall, Polish, doesn't speak any English. And she's, like... Okay, Nick. Oh, and then she goes where I tell her. Um, and it's great. I love Elena. She's just a lady that lives around the she, area? No, she's just a background actress. Oh, she's a background actress. She's just a background actress. Oh. <laughs> she's the best. She's the best. Um, and, yeah, you get to work with kids a lot. Um, there's these two cute little photo double uh, kids we have for our show. They're like four years old. I love them. They're so cute. Um, yeah, you get to work with a lot of weird and interesting and cool people uh doing background first team uh, i've done a little bit which is with the actors it's interesting it's kind of easy um it's a little cushy i like it though um it's good uh you're working with the actors uh yeah i don't know i like being a pa um basically i want to become an assistant director um at least for a little bit which kind of handles everything logistical in uh a production so um from getting the actors ready in the morning, getting the background ready in the morning, timing everything out, getting set ready, uh, making sure that everything flows, kind of being a little bit of a dick to push everyone to keep going. So it's kind of like a producer. A little bit. Uh, producer is more like broad strokes. And AD, the way it's been described to me, and I kind of agree with, is that a director directs the actors and the creative side. An AD takes all the logistical things away from the director so they don't have to worry about it and directs the set. An AD is directing the crew. Here, we're going to do this now, then we're going to do this, then we're going to do this, then we're going to do this. Let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. Whereas the director just gets to focus solely on... Working with the, the actors. Working with the actors yeah. and working with the, DP. the creative vision. Yeah. You know, um, And so a really good AD takes any worries that are logistical away from a director. And I think that going into starting to work, like I had thought maybe I want to direct. And I think that maybe I still do, but I don't want to direct if I haven't AD'd right. is what I've realized. You got to do that first. You don't, it's not really like the traditional route. I just but think it makes sense to you. Like I, I work on sets and I see directors who don't really care at all about anything that's logistical. They're not even thinking about it. They'll like, have a kid go through hair and makeup mm. that takes an hour and then the kid comes to set and then the director's like i don't like her hair let's change it and that's mm -hmm. an hour and a half wasted right uh and so you have to wait for her to go through and get ready again 
and think about you can only have kids so long because of the legal time frame of kids mm-hmm. you can only like an hour and a half costs a lot of money so you're losing out on other things i don't want to be a director who doesn't understand the consequences of not making decisions um and cool i don't know i don't even know if i want to direct i think i do maybe i think i do you did in college i did in college yeah. um but i think i'm at a point where i'm really happy and content like being on the bottom rung of a big set and learning how it works. I really like having a crew of like 100, 200, 300 people working on something. I think that's really cool and really special. Um, And I think that it's really exciting and I wanna learn how every part of that works. Uh, And I think I'm very content doing that for the next few years rather than, and I think this is an equally fair route, rather than going the like very small, tiny crew indie route. I Mm -hmm. think that's totally like a fine and fair route but it's just more interesting to me right how something huge gets made cool well i i wish you the best of luck with your journey i like it had me kind of thinking about i've done probably like trying to think of like the amount of projects probably like six or seven different projects at this point more jobs because some of them like i do multiple times Mm -hmm. um and yeah, I've dealt with a couple of directors who, like, like you were just kind of talking about, just kind of, I don't know, didn't really give a shit about me. Um, <laughs> but there's this one guy I'm thinking of. His name is Mike, Mike Bonafiglio or something. He so like him and Judd Apatow like are kind of like co-directing or co-directed at this point. This Carlin doc that's mm-hmm. coming out, um, and that comes out in May, which I'm like really excited to oh, like, nice. see it. Um, and this guy Mike is like just the nicest dude ever like he i worked on it like four different maybe like five or six different days total and it was with him every time judd one time which i've talked about on the show he like introduced himself to me and he was like a super nice guy as well but mike like i said my name to him once the first time the next time i was there he's like oh john nice so just like little stuff like that like he knew me he like when there was downtime to small talk like he would small talk with me mm-hmm. he was very like appreciative of like everything i did all day um and yeah and he gave me his number he's like yeah like hit me up blah, 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 blah. so yeah i'll definitely like once i watch the doc like i'm gonna text him and be mm-hmm. like this is great if i'll probably say this what is if great. it's not <laughs> are you gonna lie wow. i don't see myself lying and or like yeah i well, I don't know. I think it's going to be great. Based I think on, you should like, give criticism after it's out. <laughs> they love that. Based on like everything I saw, like it's going to be really cool. Um, they got like so many amazing people, um, and that like thinking of that had me like want to pivot to a question of like who's like what's like your coolest like celebrity interaction you've had or like your favorite like most memorable. Um. I don't know. It's hard because like celebrity is like, I don't know. I ran first team on a, I co-ran first team, uh, which is like getting the actors ready on an Apple TV show on, on, on an episode of it, just like a tandem episode. Uh, it's it's going to be called Extrapolations, I think. Uh, it's coming out on Apple TV at some point. But our episode had um, Marianne Cotillard and uh, Tobey Maguire, and they were all... Marion Cotillard is like my favorite 
actress I've ever worked with, like celebrity, non-celebrity, period. She is like the sweetest human being I've ever met. She like would like in her dressing room at night, she would leave little notes of like her uh, trash like and separate it all and be like compost, please, recycle, <laughs> please in like the with like little smiley faces on the note. And she was just like the sweetest person ever. And she said something really interesting when she finished filming that she I, I asked how she felt like on her last day I asked when we were walking back to her room how she felt about uh, the project now that she was done and she was saying oh every time I finish a project I read the script again and I think how poorly I did uh, and just to see how uh, how she even she was like self-conscious like one of the best actresses yeah. ever she's like an incredible actress yeah she's like I think I don't know if she's won a, an Oscar but who cares she's better than that the, the, con- the concept alone of like f- going through the grind of finally finishing a job and like reading it again yeah like is kind of wild to me. and she's like so good and then Tobey Maguire was like very weird and cool I liked him he was like he kind of had a bad rap going in, people had said. But, like, I liked him a lot. He was super mm-hmm. nice. He was very uh, he was very funny. He was very cool. He was, like, would just, like, wander off. Uh, and he was, he was very cool. Uh, I was, like, cueing his entrance in a scene. So I was, like, right next to him on a balcony. And while the take was halfway through the scene, he burst through the balcony, right? And for the first half of the scene, he's just, like, squatting down on one leg, like, trying to get me to laugh. <laughs> during the day <laughs> and and then he just like and then i'm like okay go toby and he's and he goes in and he does the scene it was great i don't know but like celebrity is a weird thing because it's like it doesn't matter like they don't it doesn't matter right like i think like it's cool to work with really big name actors but i i think i am more intimidated by working with big name ad's at this point like uh right or like I don't know, like, I think that, like, I've kind of lost a, a bit of, I don't, I don't know if that's, it. I, I, I feel like I do the name droppy thing too much with those two, but they were great. Um, but I, I feel like I am not very intimidated by that, um, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I, think. I mean, they're just like, when you talk to yeah, them, like they're people. just people, like, yeah. they don't, like, there's nothing special there, you know? They're really good at their jobs, mm-hmm. they're, they're very successful but they're just people they're nice yeah. being Spider- or they're not some being, people aren't nice. being spider-man is pretty wild definitely yeah yeah but he's like very post spider-man at this oh well, yeah he's like 20 years post yeah so like i feel like i feel like that does some he's sh- gone through the like does some shit to you maybe i don't know uh, just a, a ton of money and fame yeah like he was cool though i liked him a lot he was really nice um nice. yeah hopefully i don't get fired from <laughs> future jobs for my my favorite um that just popped into my head is it was the first one i actually did it was with nathan lane and matthew broderick Mm -hmm. um my favorite thing was like i brought like both of them like it was like separately like into the room like escorted them from their car and Mm -hmm. made a little small talk and the first thing like it was it was a shoot at the comedy cellar Mm -hmm. and uh louis ck famously performs at the comedy cellar he has throughout the entire thing like i think he performed very shortly after getting like the whole thing came out um and uh, the first thing that um nathan lane like says when he comes into the room he's like he's like shielding his eyes he's like 
shielding my eyes in case Louis C.K. is jerking off in the corner. <laughs> I just like I lost it in front of him. <laughs> I just like cracked up so much. Um, yeah, but but anyway, yeah, I always yeah I get a kick out of it. I like feel like I get more giddy about it um, than you do. Um, I like. Yeah, I feel like I've had a good amount of them at this point. Like Yudash was kind of saying that, like, I, like, I like asked him the question of like, oh, like, have you like, ran into anyone famous like in New York yet? And he's like, no, no, I haven't. Um, but he's like, I, I know you have like a lot just like throughout your life because I had the the London thing, mm-hmm. which like, I still think about from time to time and like try and if there's like any opportunity to like. Channing Tatum is like brought up, or like you, you, Kingsman is. You brought pull up. up your selfie. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that was yeah, that was just something that yeah was was. Celebrity cool is a really weird thing. Yeah, just in general, it is. Um, I get it though. Mm-hmm. I, I get why it exists. Yes. Um. Nice. So we are thirty minutes in to the show. Thirty-three, actually. Wow. Oof. Time's flying. So we just talked a good amount about Stellan's um, little path he's on, which I think sounds great. I think um, we talked a lot about the upsides. I I feel like there oh, are some significant downsides. Yeah, there. yeah, there are. He, Stellan works a lot. I a yeah. lot. It kind of sucks at times. Yeah, like <laughs> I. I feel like right now I'm working like 70-ish hours a week, give or take, usually a little more. So like 14-hour days, five days a week, um, which sounds like a lot because it is. Um, and it kind of sucks. It's like – but it's – the way it, it – it kind of sucks and it kind of doesn't. Uh, it's really hard to have things that are outside of it, um, whether that's a relationship or whether that's – like any hobbies or whether that's friendships or whatever. Um, you really only get your weekends. And even still, like if you finish at 3 a.m. on a, on a Friday night, you don't really get Fox your weekend. your Saturday. Or if you work six days in a week, which happens sometimes, yeah. you don't get a weekend at all. Um, and so there's like some definite negatives. Like I think there's a lot of serious issues with the way that things are made i get why they exist um like but i think that there's a way to do it a little more humanely i think that like it just should cost more to make a thing like it things should just like take a little longer just do 10 hour camera days instead of 12 and then everyone is like a little more rested a little more safe people don't crash their cars at night driving home um but i don't know and then there's also like the sleep deprivation but at the same time, it feels like it really does feel like you're at like summer camp a little bit. Like, uh, like it's very, very, very close, close knit with your yeah. uh, people on set. Um, and if you like them, that's even better. It's more so your home than home. Ex- exactly. Like you're I mean, you're there more than you're at home. Yeah. Um, which is a little strange at times. And it's easy to get like almost like lost in that, like of thinking that like work is the only thing that matters. But, um, right. But at the same time, it's, like, very fun when – I find it very fun when, like, I'm, like – when I have, like, a lot of background and I'm, like uh, – like, if I have, like, 100 – I've done, like, a 150 background day at, at Bowery Ballroom 
for like a concert scene and it was re it's really fun like direct like like telling this big group where to go like how to get everyone to and, to yeah. and from like how to get them all like little prop drinks how to get them where you need to be uh, it's a really or like we had a wedding scene on a show i did that was 100 background and like getting like 100 background through hair and makeup getting like a bride and groom through like bridal makeup and hair and bridal dress like and like being the person that's like kind of in charge of, like obviously like there's ad's there's bosses but like like taking pride in being like the person who's doing that is like really fun and i feel like very comfortable when i'm in that position and that makes me want to like keep rising right. throughout like that and be become an ad because i feel very very good about myself and confident when i am working really hard and like i'm like multitasking and i'm talking to six different people at once i feel like very very confident in that time um so yeah. there's a lot of neg there are a lot of negatives mm -hmm. but and i think that like they're more serious as you grow um mm -hmm. and like have a family or right. whatever um but right now i don't mind i liked your so i like the car so like some things aligned for me and what you were saying with like earlier how like you, you want to be an ad like you like the i like you you just you dig that idea and like the idea that you brought up of also noticing some things that aren't great and some things that could possibly be changed um feel like as you do rise the ranks those could be things that you could help change, hopefully i mean there's only so much uh, there's only think, so much you can do i think yeah, something but, that you realize as you keep working in, in sort of any field is there there's only so much you can do right and you sort of just like try to work within that um it's the man but i, but I do day. agree like yeah. i think that like directors especially like directors especially have the most control over whether you're gonna make your day a 12-hour camera day or even less right. like a really good like uh, there's been some really incredible directors on Manifest this season. There's been some really, like, not great directors on Manifest this season. And you can tell, and the crew can tell, um, when they're working so much longer because the director doesn't necessarily know what they want to do or um, or they take five takes at a, at a shot where they know they're only going to use that shot for 15 seconds, five seconds even, but they do five takes of it for the whole scene. Um, and that time adds up like, and I think it's easy to not think about the consequences of that, but the consequences of going over your day are not just financial. They're also, uh, digging into people's personal time and yes, they're getting paid overtime, but at a certain point it's like, you would rather have the sleep and have the safety of being able to drive home safe at night while rested. Uh, so I think that it's very easy for directors to I don't know. I don't know. I've only worked for like a year, right? So take this with a grain of salt. But I think it's very easy to look at a project as a director and not think about the consequences for the people working on it. Um, right. Because at the end of the day, you're just making like a show. Like you're just making a show. You're just making a movie. It's not that big of a deal. But like people being safe and people getting home at night and people getting to see their families does matter. So I think that's sort of why I want to like be an AD. I think like... I think that's what's important. And you kind of got to be a little bit of a dick to be like to do that. You kind of got to rush people at their job. Um, but you also have to express like that you're all part of a team. You're all trying to do this while 
you're trying to get get what you want in the best way possible, but you're also trying to do it in a way that's humane and that's safe. Um, I don't know. Maybe my opinion will change. Maybe I'll become a tyrant. Um, maybe I'll just not get there at all. Maybe I'll have a wild career change. I don't think so, but maybe. We'll see. Who knows? Very cool. Thank you for sharing. Um, like I said a little while ago, wish you the best of luck. I feel like you're you're doing a great job right now. And uh, yeah, good luck on good fight. Um, I, I'm happy that you said like, part of like you had kind of a decision whether or not you wanted to like stay at the old one or do the new one and it seems like with the new one you're getting to do a little bit more i don't know you're getting to do something different which is good because i remember you said the last thing was getting monotonous and like you weren't really growing yeah so it's good that you're doing something new and it's not as long of a commitment right uh it's still like july july middle middle of july so like two and a half months yeah which is like fine i don't mind the commitment like i really liked the crew and cast and everything of manifest but um i felt like it wasn't challenging enough um and i feel like when i'm stagnant i get a little burnt out yeah where where i feel like if i'm learning and i'm growing then it's easier for me to push through these days and like the days fly by whereas if i'm just like sitting around doing nothing it it really burns on you Welcome back to Lessons Lost. They didn't even have a break at all. You should really get a sponsor. On the last episode? It's a little late. <laughs> it's a little late to yeah. pitch that. Um, we could make a... Manscaped? Joe, <laughs> uh, at one point on Spuds, Joe did like a, a mid-roll Manscaped ad. I like that. That was pretty funny. <laughs> he like pulled it out. <laughs> Shout out, Joe. Does Joe what? use Manscapes? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of that outside of a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anyone actually bought Manscaped, but Joe lives and dies by it. You don't want to nick your junk. You don't. That's what that does. It's like a razor yeah. for your junk, right? Yeah. Uh, pointing back to like the, I don't know. I was just going to say something, but it might be TMI. I don't know. I'm just, it's the last episode. I'm just going to say it anyway. Um, the... Um, I don't know if I want to say it. What is it? <laughs> I was just going to talk about like ch- like trimming my like lower region. Um, and like, okay. Give me your trimming origin well, story. Well, it's just, it's turned into like at this point, I like only do it when I think I'm going to get laid basically. <laughs> and like the last like four times I've done it, like I didn't get laid. <laughs> so that's just like my routine. Like it'll like be getting like pretty like nasty down there but like I'm like well it doesn't matter like no one's gonna see it so like who cares um hey and then it's you, for you <laughs> right right get you should Th- get mad that's why i should get manscaped you should yeah go manscapes <laughs> this is the, the mid-roll ad yeah <laughs> anyway 
Anyway. <laughs> Welcome back to Innocence Lost, the last episode. For now, at least. I think we talked oh, about Oh, you're going to you're going to wimp out. <laughs> you're going to have this whole finale and then you're just going to come back. That's fucked up. You're getting the finale boost without actually having the consequences of the finale. You were the one like a few months ago when I was talking about ending it. You were the one who like made me pull back. I was, but I it's remember. not my podcast. <laughs> Stalin was the one who told me he was like, "Well, you don't have to end it. Like you can just like not put it out regularly and like whenever you feel like putting something out you can and i think to some extent i might um if there's any like i don't my know my question is do you think the higher ups are gonna go for that the what innocence lost higher ups the network executives the higher ups yeah who distribute the show <laughs> the lovely um yeah my bosses mm-hmm. the suits yeah i mean i don't see why not like more content you know but um, but yeah, no, this is definitely the last one for like a while, um, and yeah, and I'm happy to have you again. Um, I think you're a fan, right? You I listen. Am a fan. I listen. Nice. Um, what have you thought so far? I feel like it's. A, I mean, everyone says this who comes on, but it is a good insight to like, uh to like listen in on learn little things that you didn't know about people the right. rog episode was really interesting knowing about his crash on a penny board mm-hmm. you know i i wrote a penny board in college i had one crash it was on my birthday and i just scuffed up my hand uh-huh. uh, but that was it so i i don't know what you were doing michael mm-hmm. um <laughs> i th- i think that um you do get like a little endorphin rush when uh when your name is mentioned. When you're mentioned yeah. yeah. Um, I feel that. No, I think it's been good. I, th- I think watching it from the mostly not really from the podcast listener's perspective, but from your roommate and friend's perspective, uh, I think it's been good for you. I think seeing uh, you do these interviews, like you always look forward to them. It feels like it feels like on nights where you record, you're happier. Um, and I think that that's that's a nice thing to see. Um, and a thing that people don't get to see right. except for me. Um, yeah, you're the only one. But, uh, yeah, I think th- that it's true. I think it's been beneficial for you. Um, yeah. Just from, like, a – and I can tell, like, it is, like, a connection that you get to have to do this. Um, mm-hmm. And also, not just that, it's, like, a service to um, our friend group. I think it is a little mm-hmm. bit of a time capsule, a little bit of a, yeah. a thing that we can all look back on, which is a very nice thing to do. Yeah. At this point, I, I've been saying it every like couple episodes. I'll bring it up, and I'll, I'll say something like, "Oh, like, yeah, I'm just I'm so excited to like have the final product, basically, like to have everyone done, um, and just like be like, that's it, here it is, um, and we're there. So like I, I've gone we're through there, everyone. But I've think gone... think about where everyone's gonna be in five years. Right. Wouldn't we want to know? Innocence Lost season two. It's possible. Like, I mean, it, it could be an interesting thing to do in five years, just to like, compare them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, and it's yeah, uh, a decent amount of people have listened to it at this point. Like I, I was kind of saying before, twenty five people better fucking listen. Yeah, <laughs> if twenty five people listen to this episode, which I'm planning on pushing this one more so than any I have in a while. 
So we'll get there. But uh, it'll surpass a thousand unique streams, which isn't crazy. Not, not nothing. <laughs> it's not nothing. Like it's it's very far off from like being like where you can get ads for it or mm. like make any actual money from it. But at least it's not. But think about it. I think that's a, that's a, not necessarily the healthiest way to think about it. Think about it in the way of like these are what an hour each, and if a thousand people have listened to an hour of your content, that's that's a, like a long time. Like a mm-hmm. thousand hours is what is that? Like that's like like months. That's like two or three months. And it doesn't count as stream unless you listen. I think it's like over seventy five percent. Yeah. So like think like. The fact that you can, that you have told stories and gathered stories that have, uh, in, that have entertained people for yeah. this long is pretty significant. Yeah. Even yeah. if it is not like millions of streams, right. you know what I mean? Right. And yeah, and I and I do feel good about that, and I'm happy to just for me personally to just like in the future just kind of have this thing done, mm-hmm. have like a another body of work that is finished and I have memories from and I learned from and grew from and yeah, it's, it's exciting. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next thing, whatever it may be. Um, it might not even be a podcast. It might be something else, but I know that I am doing the best in life when I am making something. That's good. It doesn't matter really what it is, but if I'm making... Could be, could be Legos. Yeah. If I'm making something semi-consistently, um, I'm in a pretty good headspace. And uh, yeah, so I feel like I, as the show has gone on, I've, like, like I was kind of getting at earlier with Rog and like the earlier episodes, a little more formulaic, a little more... Let's really dig in to our friendship. Let's really dig deep back into our lives, like get pretty existential, like try and do that whole thing. And as it's gone on, it's definitely gotten more casual. Mm-hmm. Like it's turned more so into just like, fuck it. Like, let's just riff. Let's just say hi to each other, catch up, like enjoy each other's company more so. Um but yeah, I kind of want to throw it back. I was gonna say, yeah. Like <laughs> let's let's throw let's kick it kick it old it's, school. It's very obscure to me when our friendship started. Yeah, I because like I I would consider you my best friend, um, but like I don't really know when it like I know freshman year we knew each other in school, um, and before like Redling we probably knew each other right. I know we knew each other from Xbox. I so my like earliest memories of you are like for i think my i think it it was either i think it was in high school it was freshman year of high school i like maybe didn't have an iphone yet i think maybe i had a blackberry or something um and like we sat with each other like maybe like we had lunch together with like a group um but we would always go to study hall together yeah um in the dungeon yeah and that was like the first time i remember just like consistent every day like yeah we would yeah exactly um you would always play subway surfers yeah and then mike vitucci was there yeah 
whose dad was in the mob. Yeah. I think. I don't really know. I don't really remember, but I, I, I do remember, like, like always, like, trying to finagle ways of, like, getting some, like, game time. <laughs> like, you, you were definitely, like, hog. I mean, it was yours. I was big, so into, like, it. I was big into it. So you, I was, had, you had the yeah. right to hog because it was your No, phone. but I probably hogged too much. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember you having a Blackberry. Yeah, yeah. Brick Breaker. Like, yeah. That's, that's I, essential. I'd be playing, like, Brick Breaker, and you'd be, like, playing this sick, like iphone game and you'd give it to me every once in a while and yeah and that's kind of my earliest memory of you um and then i was thinking about it a lot this week um because we've we've known this was we were recording Mm -hmm. for a little bit now um and yeah i think in general of i don't know the my most my main thing in life is art my like like the thing that just gives me purpose is movies and music podcasting like it's just what i do it's what i like it's what i'm going to be involved in for my entire life like it's just my my thing and i like think of you as like one of the first people that like i connected about like movies mm-hmm. and shit with um, well, think, you were a, f- a film club yeah. co-founder. Yeah. The very successful St. Charles East right. Film Club. Right. And I think, like, that speaks to, I don't know, why why we got so close initially. I agree. Yeah. I think that, like, we had, like, a common friend group, mm-hmm. and then, like, that that definitely drove it yeah. forward. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting. It's hard to, like, think of specific, like, a specific right. start point. Yeah, I don't know. I would just like. Mm. I remember always going over to your house for, like, the Dallas Cowboys playoff games yeah. that they never won. Yeah. Um, that was always fun. I remember <laughs> playing pool in your basement. Yeah. A lot. Um, I remember going to your, I think it was your graduation party that. Uh, I don't know which party it was at your house where your crazy uncle brought a bunch of knives. Yeah, and he was like showing them to like our like british family yeah that was yeah oh that was an electric day yeah i love that that was cool um yeah and i remember just a lot going to your house a lot picking you up a lot yeah because i would always like not drive because yeah, i was lazy i would always drive you around to froth well there's froth. also froth froth was a big, big connection yeah froth too um yeah man yeah lots of just I think like early memories of just chilling your pad, um, your family, just mm-hmm. like being so good to me, like for so many years, um, drinking all our milk, drinking all the stones milk. Um, <laughs> yeah. And just watching movies, hanging out. I remember like uh, helping out with your early movies, um, the guns movie or like the, the gun control. Oh yeah. <laughs> when I, when I had a phase where I like thought I wanted to like, Right for John Oliver, yeah. and he and he would like notice my little three minute yeah. edgy clips as a high yeah. schooler, yeah. Um, and I would get into Twitter fights with conservative uh-huh. high schoolers at our school, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> I forgot about I forgot about I forget about those videos, and yeah. then I think about them every now and then, uh-huh. and I get like weird flashbacks oh, to yeah. them. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. And, uh, yeah, now we're here living with each other. 
um, full. So I feel like we were very close. I mean, like, I think, like, freshman year, that's, like, where it kind of started. I feel like maybe, like, sophomore year to senior year, that was, like, kind of, like, peak friendship. Yeah. Like, we were hanging out all the time. Was driving your ass everywhere. We were yeah, seeing movies. You really were. <laughs> we were seeing movies all the time. Like, um, and then we do both. You, go ahead. Do you remember the uh, the soccer game we went to? It was like the Columbia, yeah. the like Europa Cup, yeah. and like it was like super rain delayed, yeah. and everyone was like fighting and getting drunk in the concourse. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know why, but that memory popped up. That that was yeah, just that was like awesome. super. It was like we drove into the city for it. Yeah, uh, that was a fun. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, everyone was, like, really drunk. It was, like, Colombia versus, like, Costa Rica yeah. or something like that. Everyone was super drunk, and, like, there was a long-ass rain delay, so everyone just, like, kept drinking. Yeah. Like, and, like, delay. the two different countries' fans were getting in fights. Yeah. Yeah, it was sick. Um, yeah, a lot of good, yeah, like, sporting memories, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just, like, so many common interests. Like, definitely, like, early connections with art, definitely sports, like the White Sox, mm-hmm. um, obviously. But... Yeah, then we go to school. So you go to Alabama. Yeah. I remember you were next to me in creative writing class when I had, like, one of my first, like, ever, like, panic attacks. Yeah. That was, like, I had, like, senior year of high school. I, like, so I didn't really know where I wanted to go. I knew I wanted to do, like, filmish stuff. And it felt like I, like, from the beginning of the process, it felt like I, like, had to go to Alabama because it was, like, free and like in my mind it was like it doesn't it just doesn't make sense to go anywhere else when this is an option you know and then like i kind of had like put it off and like thought about like maybe emerson or minnesota or whatever but then like the day came where it was like the week i had to decide and i was like looking at it in creative writing class next to you and i was like oh my god like i might like what am i gonna do uh and then but then yeah, you were there, and Zachus was there, so it was like it was just creative writing. It was fine, yeah. Um, but yes, and I went to Alabama, and I'm glad I went to Alabama. I think it worked out well. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I went to Alabama. You went to Illinois Wesleyan. Yes, and uh, yeah, and we did we did our own thing yeah. for a while. Like I definitely like I yeah I've talked about it immensely throughout this podcast, but. Did my own thing, like, first couple years, I did the fraternity thing, like, had this one group of friends, and that group of friends changed throughout college, ended up having some falling outs, Um, and then, yeah, by the end of college, that's when I started podcasting, Um, and I remember being, like, in contact with you, like, a good amount when I was, like, starting the podcasting. Like, I remember getting just, like, random bits of advice. I think I, like, sent you early cuts of mm-hmm. things. Um, and, yeah, and just, like, did that, met, yeah, the people I consider my best friends in college, um, like, Tara and Chapter and Kelsey, like, all kind of came mm-hmm. then. Um, and then while you were in college, you were doing Alabama football stuff, <laughs> uh, making movies and yeah well i feel like something that i connected with you almost parasocially with 
was when you studied abroad because yeah. you studied abroad the the semester before I did right and and you made the vlogs yeah um and I would like always watch the vlogs nice uh and it felt like a very strong connection uh-huh uh and it like I think that that was something that I think I wanted to study abroad partially like in my mind um I had wanted to study abroad while I was in my first relationship from high school into college. And then that broke up. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I still wanted to study abroad, but like, it felt a little more like, uh, why do I actually want to do this? And then I felt like your videos sort of inspired me to be like, there, like, there's a lot of things to do, like, like to see in the world. Uh, and I think that your vlogs in London really mattered to me and they were like a big, a big thing. Nice. Uh, and I was glad that you made those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember getting a lot of shit about the like the the, the thirty seconds. Oh, I would I would always make fun of you for like like you had your your classic monologue on the bed, and then you would like have about ten seconds of you just like nodding and being like, "Yeah, well," and then it would start with like a shot like in the sky, and then go down to the street. Of you walking, I liked them though. Yeah. Um, are they still <laughs> up? Are they still hear, up? Yeah, they're still there. Um, yeah, it's nice to hear that you like them mm -hmm. all, the, all these years later. No, I think they were like pretty significant in like nice. making me excited about going abroad. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I remember being like in contact every once in a while. Like you'd send me over a script or something mm -hmm. that you wrote, and I'd read it and try and give you comments. Um, I was always very interested in, like, the projects you had going. Um, I remember being very hyped about the the first movie, the like the main, the first like main one you did with like the the girl and the guy, like the abusive relationship yeah. thing. Uh, it was not very good, but, but I got I, to go I remember, to. I remember being very proud. You were, yeah, you were, you were excited about it, yeah. I, which made me happy. Yeah. It was like objectively, like not great, uh -huh. but it got me like I was able to go to like Cannes right. Film Festival but on that, like that on like on like an asterisk right. submission, but like right. still like it got me that like uh, ability to do that, which was fun. Yeah. And like it taught me like how to like be in a group of like. 10, 15 people making something and lead mm -hmm. them um, and made me excited to keep making things. Yeah. Um, and then I think, like, as I went on, the projects I made, like, I wasn't super happy with, but that's okay. Like, I was happy I made them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, I think that, like, uh, what I... I think that I learned as I went on that, like, y y like I don't really know what I'm doing and it's important to, like learn and i think that's why i'm happy like being in a position where i'm learning right now yeah um and getting to see how to do things properly um, I, I really wanted to see your like your like david lynch ask like it was like the, 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 the i don't know a ton of details but it was kind of about like your anorexia yeah like that movie that like yeah that i never actually edited together yeah. Um, was was it shot? It was shot. We shot it all, and I've kind of I kind of have some guilts about not editing it yeah. because like a lot of people worked hard on it, but like yeah. at a certain point it got just like too, like I felt like that was a project where when I was in college I like sort of started having an eating disorder, um, with uh, just like anorexia and in general wanting to be like thinner, um, mm -hmm. and I feel in a good place with that now, but uh, 
like during it while I was like I tried to make something about that um, because that's what I knew how to do um, and I think during that it actually sort of pushed me further into it um, which I think wasn't hmm. necessarily the healthiest thing uh, and I think that it was hard to take a step back and realize that hmm. and then I th- I think that like I uh, when when I was trying to edit it it was just like a little too hard and I think like I get that. A, it was a little hard because I don't know if I did it exactly how I wanted to. And B, it was a little hard because, like, I didn't want to go back to that place. Um, And I think that's, like, one of those things where, like, you kind of have to put yourself ahead of what you're making. Like, I think that it's very easy to lose yourself in making something or doing something to where you don't really care about your health or your, like, mental well-being. And I think I do that now with my work. Like, I think that, like, it happens to everyone. But I think you really do have to think about yourself and your well-being. And whatever you're doing doesn't really matter. You matter, you know? Um, Right. And I think that, like, that made me, like, that idea made me want to write the thing that I wrote that, uh, like, won me the money to move out here. Like, a script that I wrote. Yeah. Um, that's not like even done, but like right. is like something I'm happy with and like want to keep like working and something that I'm actually like excited about, you yeah. know, yeah. uh, because it felt even more real, you know, right. like the idea of driving yourself into something to where you're like disfiguring your body, like mm-hmm. disfiguring your mind. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Very interesting. Thank you for sharing. But yeah, um, I think that when we were in college, uh, I think naturally, like, we didn't talk as much. Like, yeah. we talked, like, a decent amount, but not, like, like I think naturally not that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, moving... I think the pandemic for a lot of our... I think that we are very, very lucky as a friend group from high school that, like, I feel very close with, like, 11... To, I Like, that's an object... That's a whatever number, but, like, 11 to, like, 13, however many people there are friends from Mm -hmm. high school which is crazy like i tell that to people and they like don't believe it or they're Mm -hmm. like what what yeah it just doesn't make sense right um but i think that's something very unique and i think that's something that should be like sort of guarded uh because it's i feel real like i can have a really good conversation with like 10 different people at any point Mm -hmm. um and when we all come together it feels very natural yeah i think that going through covid together kind of helped i think grow that a lot or like helped cement that in our adulthood because we all came back pretty much all of us came back home uh during covid and we didn't really have like anyone to talk to except each other yeah uh, and I think that while we were in our adulthood, like trying to figure out like life things, we were still together. That made us really solid and core. Um, yeah. I like what you were talking about, like with us was the idea for the entire group with college. Like, yeah, we were hanging out with each other so much, like at the end of high school and then college comes and yeah, we all got to go do our own thing. So the pandemic was a great time to just like throw it back um and it was like a long throwback um and yeah lots of discord like chatting yeah um it was also lucky to have a group like that during that time yeah like i think 
I think that if I was like three years on later in my life and I was like living alone or whatever um, in a new city, that that COVID would have been a lot harder. Yeah. I think that like, obviously it's not good for anyone that it happened, but like, I think that all things considered, it was pretty lucky that where I was when that happened, the, uh, that I had a lot of things going for me at that time. Right. Where it didn't work out in a negative sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of positives to it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I feel very happy with where my friendships are from home. And I think that that makes me more comfortable with, like, moving to a city like New York with, like, with you, but obviously not knowing many people. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me more comfortable trying to work in an industry where I didn't know anyone in it right. going into it. Like, I feel very... I feel very happy where I'm at with my friendships. I don't feel like I'm lacking anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel v- very lucky where I'm at with my friends right now. And, and I think a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. And I I, I agree with you. Um, I feel very good about my friendships, too. I think uh, this show is a expression of that. There are so many people I've had on at this point that I love. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm lucky to have that many people. Um, yeah, I'd say like, yeah, I got some shit I'm dealing with. I'm not, I'm still working on myself there. I want to be better. Um, and I'm growing. Um, but like something I'm just like, yeah, so stoked about and things that just like, it makes me smile when, I'm having bad days is like I got this solid group of friends in my life that are family and like I can talk to whenever um and it just like gives me hope and makes me happy to just like think about those people and think about how well they're doing um and yeah and hit them up whenever I want to yeah um like I feel like I listen to like a song that Liam made and I feel like really connected to it. Or Uh like, I feel like I hear about like, I I hear about just like something Paris is doing, like going to a sports game or whatever. And I feel like very happy about that. I feel like, uh, I, I, I look at the art Kevin is making and I, it makes me happy. Like I feel really connected Mm -hmm. in that way. I feel that, uh, even though like I haven't seen a lot of these people in a long time, uh, I have a pretty deep, connection with them um and that's something that like like it almost feels like family in a in a really good way yeah word and i think listening to these podcasts has helped make it even more deep because like you get to hear these stories that you didn't know Mm -hmm.
Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we're not done. Oh, you you were starting into a no. finale there. We're not done. You I, scared me. I, we're not done. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to take this moment. Um, yeah, to thank everyone again. Um, I know that. Yeah, I feel like people have been looking forward to our episode. Um, Ooh. I've heard that a few times. Wow. Um, yeah. And, I hope uh, we didn't disappoint. <laughs> I don't think so. I think this is really good. Um, but... Yeah, so I, I think we'll get the twenty five listens that I hope. we're looking for. I want to um, I want to take this time, and I want to flip flip the script. Okay, and move on to you. Me. I want to I want to I want to flip into you. Okay, because yeah, I because Stalin brought up earlier. He's like, did you did you think about doing an episode um, about John? So yeah, all, all the titles of the episodes are just yeah the names of my friends. You'll be Stalin. I want I want you to tell me about like just some sort of childhood memory. Some sort of childhood memory. Ideally before you were ten years old. Before if I was you ten have years it. old. So yeah, something I talk about like you brought it up earlier about like your memory and being frustrated with it. I have that too. I feel like I my memory is so bad. Um but before ten, let me think about it. I remember first memory that popped in my head, I remember being in third grade, um, Anderson Elementary School, mm-hmm. um, I had this teacher named Miss Alta Cruz. Uh, she was like a runner girl. She was like a um, like cross country person. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had like these. She like started a runner club in like elementary school, which like in hindsight is is fun and cool. Like I feel like that is way earlier i feel like that shit starts in middle school typically like it's pretty young to just be like i'm gonna go jog like Mm. in third grade um but i remember like it was like once a month i think it would be after school and we would just like jog this course like around the like the park in our school and the park at anderson elementary school is like very um I don't know. It's it's in the boonies, as some of our friends call it, um, and like it's very very wooded um, and very like vast for like a park. Like I know the park you had in elementary school was like a it's just like pavement. Oh, it was like just a, like a square, yeah, like, <laughs> asphalt. Yeah, we had like we had like a lot more space, um, and yeah, I remember she like would always like go out and like with like the the little wheel that like. It's like the little wheel that like marks distance mm-hmm. and she would like go around and like make a loop that was like a mile mm-hmm. or whatever. And we would do it. And yeah, I remember that just like would make me really happy. I remember I really like, she was one of like the first teachers that I really liked. Um, and yeah, I don't really like running, but I did then. So do you think you liked running or do you think you liked being in a group? I liked I liked being in a group and I liked our, yeah, just something about it. Yeah. It's like the first like after school group activity I can think of that I did. Um, and yeah, that was just the first like random old memory. That remind that sounds just like a teacher who like, like I, I like te- stories like that of teachers who are like younger kid teachers yeah. where 
typically like I feel like kindergarten, first grade, second grade teachers don't make too many memories on their kids, but like when you do something special like that, they yeah. Do. Like my third grade memory is uh, at the end of third grade in Mrs. Hillegas's classes, we went to her house and had a pool party, and I just remember like being so excited and i remember the other class because there was two third grade classes in uh our elementary school being so jealous mm. uh and i think that was the first like sort of class pride me- memory that i have mm-hmm. and i think that like memories like that are very interesting yeah yeah teachers are t- teachers who go the extra mile are cool do you think you would want to teach ever yeah I sort of find myself in, like, I think that if I wasn't doing what I was doing, I would like to teach. Um, And I'm not saying, like, I couldn't do that in general, but I feel like I really like working with kids. I think that, Mm -hmm. like, working with kids is so fun and interesting and, like, hard. Um, And, like, working with kids and parents Mm -hmm. uh, and, like, sort of managing those, like, relationships. Like, when I have, like, a background day with, like, 15 background kids like it's so cool mm-hmm. like it's it's really unique and like like you get to like you don't just like get to like fist bump a little four-year-old in real life right but like i get to do that all the time at work you know what i mean like i get yeah. to like give high fives and have secret handshakes and whatever and i think that that's really unique and cool and I, that's a, an aspect of my job that i really like that is cool um i really want to be the uh i think like yeah, I just want to be, like, the cool high school English teacher, mm-hmm. you know, who, like, shows kids, like, sick movies. Yeah. And, like, uh, and, like coaches baseball or whatever. <laughs> That'd be pretty tight. And, like, I remember when I was younger being, like, oh, like, so much of it is, like, a money thing. Like, they just don't make enough yeah. money. I would take a... <laughs> 40k salary well the, the new york teachers actually make <laughs> and they a do make it amount. yeah they do um, um i think that uh i think that if i were a teacher i would like to be the third base coach of a baseball team <laughs> because being the third base coach in our softball team brings me great joy yeah it's fun it brings me great joy <laughs> um john and i play in a softball uh rec league we do and um i'm a big chirper yeah I got a verbal warning. You did get a warning last, last game, game. Yeah. to calm to cool my jets. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> and our <laughs> and I, I was like the 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 ump was like only one person can be out on the line, the third mm-hmm. base coach. So I just like pushed everyone aside because I knew I wanted it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had a hype play and our whole team pushed out to the line and the ump came over and was like, "This is the last time I'm warning you." Yeah. Uh, and then he was like, you know who I'm looking at. you got to stop it. Right. But our ump was cross-eyed. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was totally cross-eyed. He was totally cross-eyed, so he was looking at everyone. Um, you know who I'm looking at. You know who I'm looking at. No. Nah. And I just had to we turn don't. my back and walk away <laughs> to not make a comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I don't know who you're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't. That I, shit was funny. <laughs> oh. But yeah, that's that's kind of what we're doing nowadays um i feel like that is in with how much you work i am happy that we do get softball softball is really fun like sunday night softball it's something i really look forward to yeah because it's like i get to let off steam i get to like i get to like 
yell at a pitcher on the other team. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Like, I get to like, like, just excessively do everything. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love chirping. Yeah. I love it. It's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. I we're gonna go. We should go to a baseball game. I'm just gonna chirp the whole time. <laughs> That's the best fans that chirp. We're trying to go. Mean- we should get seats in like the outfield, like near an outfielder, and yell at an outfielder, and yell at them. My dad used to do that. With I want to do that. I'm gonna be that person for well, sure. One time, my dad, my dad, told me a story about how uh, um, he was. He didn't like go into like what exactly what he was saying because mm-hmm. he said it was fucked. <laughs> so I don't even want to know what he was saying. Um, <laughs> But he said the dude like turned around and gave him like the the suck it crotch chop, like just like fuck you. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, my mom, my mom, and uh, it's looking like there's rain in the forecast. We'll have to see, but we're going to a Yankee game on Saturday. Oh really? If you're interested, I'm I'm interested. Cool, that could be fun. We can we can talk about it. Um, but and then we'll definitely do like the game with your tickets um, with Lee mm-hmm. too because she has that too. Um, but but yeah so we're um we went on like a bit of a tangent we were talking about we got pretty emotional about friendship in general a little while ago um and i think we were we were kind of making the transition i think from college into the pandemic um we so yeah the whole group got closer we rekindled a bit more we started talking more um more phone calls, more just like catching up with each other's lives. Um, I was living in Chicago mm-hmm. with Chapter. You were one of the few people who was living not at home. Yeah. During COVID. Yeah. I moved like, I was in St. Charles for like a few weeks and then I was with my mom for like a few weeks and then I was just, I needed a way out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and luckily Chapter brought me in, which was nice. Um, and yeah, lived there for like, a year um or less than that like nine months or so Mm -hmm. um and during that time you were doing freelance work um we were chilling every once in a while um and then you went on your trip yeah for like a couple months i went on a like four or five week like camping road trip with uh marco sam liam and uh maggie right uh my ex Mm -hmm. uh and we like went across it was a pretty like large camping trip like we went from like chicago north up to like washington area um and then down the coast into like yosemite area and then through to like utah and then like yellowstone and then back um and i hadn't been i hadn't like spent a night in a tent in probably 10 15 years before Mm -hmm. that um I was a, a straight up child the last time I had slept in a tent. Yeah. So going from that to ten every night. thirty days of, excuse me, of tenting. Yeah. Was interesting, and like five people. It was a pretty big car, so it worked. But like five people in a car got like it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. But it was really really fun and really cool. I'm glad we did it. Yeah. Um. It's good. I think that it was like something that like seemed sort of uh difficult at first but like really was quite easy to do Mm -hmm. uh and i think that's the case with a lot of things like yeah and then i want to know your thoughts on because we moved together you and i to new york yeah so what i was just gonna bring up is 
you got back from your trip. Missed all you guys. Like, excited to see you. I, like, linked up. <laughs> I, like, linked up at your um, sister's, like, like homecoming pictures or something like that. Oh, yeah. And uh, Ken Stellan, like, made a fucking comment before I showed up. Like, oh, like, John, John's totally going to, like, step in that dog shit. <laughs> And like, I, I stepped in the dog shit, and you totally did. It was like, a... yeah, that was fucked up. Um, my boss, but uh, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't warn you. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, I remember like shortly after that, uh, I like drove like I we I, I don't know what we were doing that night, but we were just booing. Um, and I like drove you and Maggie to like back to like your place or whatever Mm -hmm. and i remember when that's like when you just like you like physically asked me like you're like hey like do you want to move to new york with us and my my first instinct was yeah like i needed to think about it obviously um i thought about it for i don't know a couple weeks maybe and i was like fuck it yeah i'm gonna do it um this sounds cool uh rent rent was cheap at first yeah um and yeah we went for it um it was five people at first mm-hmm. um you me maggie molly Yudash, at this apartment a block down the street from where we know from where we are we now. Live now um the the old digs um we 338 Melrose. 338 Melrose. I remember uh, honeymoon phase, for sure. Mm-hmm. Things were pretty awesome <laughs> yeah. at first. But um, it, we, it was interesting. We moved, like, in the middle of a snowstorm in February yeah. in, like, before vaccine right. COVID in New York. Yeah. So it was really weird. It was, it was um, a really weird time. And, like, I moved without a job. Um, yeah. So that was, like, stressful and yeah. whatever. Uh, and like it was just a weird time yeah um very weird time um and yeah and we just started started hitting it um i started i started the cast um you got consistent pa work mm-hmm. um we started a garden we did we started a podcast <laughs> we started a garden, garden podcast um and uh yeah Good time, some good times, some not so good times, um, some growing pains, um, end of a relationship, mm-hmm. sucks. Um, definitely like thinking of like the the idea of so I dealt with this with Steve, uh, best friend in college. Things were great, and we started living with each other. Things were not so great. Like, we ended up having a falling out. Um, And I would definitely say, like, yeah, growing pains with us, I would say, occasionally with just, like, just the nitty-gritty of, like, the dishes and, like, me breaking your shit. Leaving the the stove top on. Leaving the oven on, leaving the door open. Like, a good amount of, like, the idea of just, like, you have this best friend that like you have a great relationship with uh, with and then like you go to the day-to-day 
annoyances tough. It's tough. <laughs> with that person. I'm not a very good roommate here. I, I admit it. I'm not a very good roommate because uh-huh. I, like, don't have much time to, like, clean up. Right. I feel like I, like, take a lot of pride, or at least here. This is my mentality here. I take a lot of pride in, like, cleaning up my room here. I don't do too much shit for the apartment, mm-hmm. which is a negative. I take out the trash every now and then, I clean the dishes every now and then, but, like, uh-huh. I don't do that much, you know? Yeah. Which is not that good. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I'm also not here that much. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I definitely think, yeah, there was some getting used to yeah, for each sure. other. And also, like, the idea of, like, you being in a relationship and me, like, sometimes being uh, the, the third wheel in, yeah. like, bickering or uh, Yudash and I were talking about this you actually and i had dinner at this restaurant um on friday called cheryl's which is like a like a soul food restaurant that i like went to when i was like had like an amazing experience and like i was like really like i really wanted to go back to it and like show my friends and like it was gonna be like a fun thing um and i remember you being like down to go there too but like anyway we were i was pretty pro yeah (laughs) it was me nick and maggie and like we just had like a horrible day (laughs) just like (laughs) walking around arguing about like where we were gonna eat just like the (laughs) like the dumbest like (laughs) argument um but so, and i probably got way too heated yeah for it like i well, we I all that. did i yeah. do that yeah it's a problem <laughs> um but yeah so shit like that but i feel and the move too so then we ended up moving uh here that was stressful it was just basically just i mean like we had a little help. just like 40 trips walking yeah, a block like, and a half with yeah. shit basically just me and you just putting all our shit on our back and just like Moving Thank God we had the dolly. Yeah. That the dolly, cool. like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> One of my, like, coworkers gave me, like, a wooden little, like, rolly dolly. Uh, if we didn't have that, it would have been, like, hell on earth. Yeah. So, so yeah. That was stressful, too. But now we're here. Um, we were settled at this point. Mm-hmm. It's been three months now? Four months? We moved in January 15th. So, three months. Three months um yeah definitely definitely feels like home um yeah and now now yeah, we kinda, live we have another roommate and brendan. we have another roommate yeah his name's brendan yeah yeah he's cool he, he's from everyone who's listening to this podcast knows who brendan is yeah it's brendan benvenuti yeah he's um, a cool guy brendan actually knew like moved to was moving to new york and found out that we were here because of this podcast yes that's why we have brendan as a roommate this yes. podcast specifically yes. you can tell more mm-hmm. so about that story yeah he just like i feel like we were we were we were boys in high school like he was my he was my catch partner in high school um I feel like I, I may have brought this up, but I feel like I didn't fully fit in with, like, my high school baseball era. Um, but Brendan was always someone, like, who I could just, like, talk to on the bench, mm-hmm. like, when I didn't have anyone else to talk to. Um, and I, like, appreciate him a lot for that. Um, and we it's just, we were tight, but we just went to different schools and different friend groups. Just stopped talking. Like, no, no reason. Just natural moving on in life. Um, and he listened to my baseball preview with Kalen, mm-hmm. he said. Um, and I think maybe he listened to other ones from that. Um, yeah, found out I was in Brooklyn. Um, and 
had an opportunity to move out here, took a job, um, and initially just asked me for general advice, just like, hey, like, gonna call you, like, moving out here, like, where where should I move? Um, general advice, blah 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 blah. I'm moving out at the end of January. I'm like, oh, we're moving out at the end of January. Our vibe was like... We were potentially going to get like a two-bedroom. We were going to go two because we didn't really want to deal with the stress of finding someone, dealing with a rando. Um, But I think we said something like, oh, if someone falls into our lap. And like having a third person would have meant we could get a nicer place. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And he... He was he wanted to go the roommate route, didn't know anyone. Um and it worked out perfectly. It worked out perfectly. Um he's a great guy. He's a very good roommate. He brought an espresso. He's a very good roommate. He, <laughs> he brought an espresso. He's very tidy. He's very tidy. Um Yeah. I got a I got a dishes comment. You got a dishes comment? Yeah. Wow. I, got, I gotta be better. Hey, maybe you gotta be better. <laughs> I don't know. But it, it was the nicest dishes comment I've ever received. <laughs> it was very he he like like <laughs> he like prefaced it for like 30 seconds yeah he He's does like, that I'm i love that very much so like totally not trying to be a dick at all not like, trying to be a dick at all totally but, but fine. that that bowl actually doesn't go in the trash can <laughs> right. we can reuse that if you watch it right right um i just want to check the bowls one really quick wow so i'm actually curious I feel like you would have gotten a million texts from Paris. The Bulls lost. Shocker. What score? Uh, 90, 96, 80. Yeah, not. Did they cover? It was 10.5. They did cover. Wow. Great teams cover. Good teams win. See red, baby. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Um, I also just got a text from a dog walking client. My dog is dead. What did you do? I have to go out of town for the week. No walks. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I could use the money. <laughs> That's okay. Um, Doesn't that mean they need, need more walks? Uh, it's going to like a sitter. Oh, lame. Like they have like a sitter. Lame. Yeah. Anyway, um, what were we talking about? Uh, I don't know. Brendan? Oh, yeah. Brendan. Uh, yeah, Brendan's great. He'll probably listen to this. He listens to most of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Hi, um, Brendan. Hi, Brendan. But, but yeah, oh no, we were just talking about like, oh, we're, we're current, basically. We, we were saying that we moved, we, we dealt with the, the early, like, yeah, really good friends taking the step of living with each other. Yeah. The hiccups there. Um, yeah. And I feel like we're at a good place now. Um, yeah, you're a very important person to me. Um, like I was kind of saying earlier like i don't know i was trying to make the point i was making just like about art and stuff like i don't know yeah just like a very yeah one of the the first people i think of that just like i connected with on that level and like i think of you as like why i'm here i mean it is physically why i'm here in new york um and also just kind of like why i'm podcasting why I love movies, why I am, I am who I am. Like, you're definitely very integral to that. Um, well, that's interesting because I feel like uh, you're, like, I all, I always kind of see you ha- or have seen you as, like, 
you're the person who's kind of more into movies than me. Mm -hmm. Like I have been into like what like making them means, but I feel like you like know more about like, like you've definitely seen more movies than me. You Mm -hmm. like definitely care more about like the critique or like the, the actual like finished product than me. So like hearing about like your opinions, like is really important. And like also like you like get the opportunity to watch more. Like, so I take your recommendations pretty seriously. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, having you as a friend has been, like, inspiring that way. Nice. Awesome. Well, I'm very happy this finally happened. Um, sad. Sad, but... Sad that the podcast is over. Um, but also... Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. It we'll, might. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe, maybe it'll come back. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, it's it's time. I, I don't have any. I don't know. I, there are obviously more important people to me, but there's no. I'm I'm done talking to my friends. I don't know. You're right. And I if people like, want more, you know what? They can listen to the garden. Yeah. Or Which, spuds. Yeah, spud spuds spuds feels like it's on the up upswing mm-hmm. uh, the garden feels like it's on the downswing. <laughs> yeah. The Which garden, is uh, oof. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's, still garden related topics. There are to talk about. yeah. There there are no like plans for a new garden. There currently. has not we have not talked about the garden in a long time. <laughs> um, and we were talking about the physical garden yeah. uh, a few hours ago and we were thinking, oof, I don't know if we want to make a physical garden this year. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Definitely like no matter what, we're gonna do the Madison Square Garden. Yeah, episode. for sure. That'll be like I think we should do hockey. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hate hockey. Hockey will be, but I like fun. the Rangers. Hockey will be funny, I think. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, and maybe I don't know. We'll attack. I love. I said that Rog was the best podcast host potentially, um, but I do love riffing with you. Yeah. So it's fun. in my yeah in my quest for a new podcast idea, you will be in mind. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, we've gone for like an hour and 40 minutes oh, or damn. so. No one's going to listen this far. <laughs> if, if you're listening this far, Joe Werner, can you text me that text me, text me Joe Werner or whoever else is listening to this, uh, text me what your favorite item is for takeout at a Chinese restaurant for, for takeout at a Chinese restaurant. What's your go-to? That's what I want to know, I, and then I'll know who les- who listened to this. I fucking love crab rangoon. I'm a big, I, I'm a general so so's guy. So good. Crab rangoons are are great. I'm a general so's guy through and through. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I'm a general so's guy. So nice. text text me what your favorite Chinese food takeout is, cool. and then I'll know who actually listened to this part. Right. Nice. Um. Heck, you can even throw John in if you want. You can make a little group. Yeah, why not? Why not? I'm curious. And then, and then you know what? I'm going to order whatever someone texts me. I'm going to order that, and I'm going to tell you how it was. So go crazy. So we're going to have a lot of Chinese food. I'm going to have a lot. Well, I'm probably going to have like three dishes because no one's listening this far. We'll see, though. Maybe, we'll I'll, see. Have, maybe I'll have 25. Maybe, maybe this will be the one that goes this, viral. This goes viral. <laughs> and I'm just, my number is 630-842-8787. Wow. I don't know if I should have said that. <laughs> we'll see. You're doxed. I'm doxed officially. <laughs> oh, well. Nice. 
<laughs> um yeah it's it's over i i kind of don't want it to end oh are you scared I'm sad are you sad i'm a little sad it was a good yeah it was a good run thank you all again um i love you all and uh yeah i have a playlist that i've been building too so like all of the music Oh, I'm gonna have to put it. Oh, I'm gonna have to put in a lot of music. I haven't so even long. thought of the music. Yeah. I swear to God, John, if you put Jacked Up, I'm gonna kill you. I don't want Jacked Up. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> That's my only. I was gonna put a Weezer song for sure. Yeah. I couldn't think of which one, but. Fuck it. You can put it if you want. It. Okay. <laughs> um, but but yeah, there's gonna be like a like I've been building a a, a playlist of like every song that has been in the show. So Ooh. that'll be done completely. It's like six hours. Six hours? Yeah. Jesus Christ. So that's, that's a lot of, of songs. It's kind of fun. Um, so I'll share that with everyone. Um, yeah. And until until next time, I'll, I'll, I'll be in touch about new shows. Um, I'm thinking about it. But yeah, need a little bit of a break. A little bit burnt out of casting. Um, so gonna take a little break but i have this new gear that hopefully is sounding good it's the first time i've recorded with multiple people in the same room with the stuff so if it's we'll not per- if it's not perfect sorry but it will be next time <laughs> it bad. might not be <laughs> too bad it's the last one um <laughs> but yeah i'll uh i'll hit everyone up when the next thing's starting and i hope you i hope you join me in the future um and yeah any any final words love you johnny thanks for doing this love you too nick and that's a wrap wow if i gave a second to a second thought i'd watch my youth slip right through my wide eyes If I told you that I loved you, that would be a guarantee That there's nothing or no one else for me Oh, I can't be in charge of breaking hearts, that ain't a job Girl, don't you make a monster out of me Oh, I'm trying to try my best to write the words into phrases Phrases from all the phases, all for you I'll keep living, you can stay I don't mind the company, babe Just know I ain't old enough to say That what I have is what's ahead Oh, you're the one until I'm dead I'll kiss your lips and I'll bless your brain I'm a Jolly Roger, darling Dodger Bane We know my mind ain't right A late bloomer I took boomers Trusting me's a cautious game You ought not to play And my heart ain't in my chest Stomach's always a mess I'm nervous, young, always obsessed With something new And soon all I'll do is sit And whine and write to you While you're off Wishing your thoughts far from me Still I'm trying, try my best to write the words into
into phrases, phrases from all the phases, all for you. I'll keep living, you can stay. I don't mind the company, babe. Just know I ain't old enough to say that what I have is what's ahead. Oh, you're the one until I'm dead. I'll kiss your lips, I bless your brain. I'm a Jolly Roger, darling Dodger Bane.